We gather on this early spring day, a community of seekers of truth and wisdom, grateful for the company of others who also travel on life's path. As the daylight lengthens, may the light of understanding shine in our lives and help us to be compassionate companions to ourselves and to one another. Welcome everybody. Welcome to Essex Church and to this, our gathered community of Kensington Unitarians. There's a place for you here, whoever you are and wherever you come from. Whoever you choose to love, whatever state you find yourself in this morning. In this, our time of togetherness, may we each find something of that which we seek. A deeper sense of connection, perhaps, with ourselves, with one another, with that which we hold to be divine. So let's take a moment to settle ourselves. To take a conscious breath, perhaps, and to sense all those connections with self, with others, and with that which is of greatest worth to us. It's good to be together on this morning in spring. Words, they say from the Buddha, do not believe in anything simply because you have heard it, do not believe in anything simply because it is spoken or rumoured by many. Do not believe in anything simply because it is found written in a religious book. Do not believe in anything merely on the authority of teachers and elders. Do not believe in traditions because they've been handed down through the generations. But after observation and analysis, when you find anything that agrees with the light of reason and is conducive to the good and the benefit of one and all, then accept it and live up to it. So today I light our chalice, this simple candle flame that connects us to thousands of other Unitarian communities the world over. And I light this flame in gratitude for all the words of wisdom there to guide us, whoever's words they really are. May such a simple flame of truth help us to find the messages that are of value to us. If you look at our order of service, on the front it mentions that you've got not just one, but two reverends today leading our service. It gives me real pleasure to welcome you, the Reverend Chris Corr, who's an interfaith minister and storyteller who I met here last year at Essex Church when he was telling a story as part of the One Spirit Interfaith Foundation's monthly service that they hold here on the second Friday evening of the month. We're going to move now into a time of prayer and reflection in which I call on the Great Spirit to be with us now in this, our time of worship, and to bless this time we spend together and to bless our companions 
that we might all live the best we can this day. Whatever surprises or challenges it may hold, whatever uncertainties lie ahead of us, a spring reveals its fresh newness in bud and blossom and song of bird. May we find sources of renewal within ourselves and in the world around us. Most of us have ideas of how life should be. We sometimes imagine that we're in command. We who yearn to be in charge of existence, who perhaps fool ourselves sometimes that we do control things in our lives. We who lament when life does not go the way we planned. May we be guided to take in the great wisdom of words from ancient times. Not my will but thine be done. Inshallah, if it is the will of Allah, God willing. May we learn how to graciously surrender to that which is and that which may be. When things do not go according to our plan, help us to remain open-hearted in the face of our disappointments. And when things do go our way, may we retain a gentle humility to remind us of our good fortune. For we are like individual strands of thread in a great tapestry of life. We cannot know the whole picture of that which we are a tiny part. But perhaps we can trust that we are valued parts of the picture and we can trust in our own ability to play our small part, whatever may come. In a few moments of shared stillness now, I invite you to send your own loving thoughts and prayers to other parts of the tapestry of life people and the places we care for, that they might know our love. And so, so may it be that as we allow life to unfold as it will, that we discover within us great reservoirs of acceptance, of faith and love to both strengthen and soften us along the way. And may this be so for the greater good of all this day and all days. Amen. We have... Um, a reading now that came from the internet and I've slightly changed it as it seems so easy to do when things come from the internet doesn't it this is a, um, a collection of everyday wisdom ordinary people were, were asked things that they've learned and I'm going to um, ask you I mean at the end of this if anybody wants to just shout something out that they've learned and also there's a sheet in the coffee room next door and if you want to write something down to add to our list I actually, I, Jim, I meant to ask you to come and share this reading with me. Are you in the mood for reading? Come, come, come. 
I just thought it'd be nice to have more than one voice. Okay, do you want to be six or seven? I aspire to be seven. All right, okay, I'll be six. You've all got this, by the way. You don't have to listen to us at all. You can just read along. Here's some everyday wisdom. I wonder if any of these are shared by you. I've learned that I like my teacher because she cries when we sing Silent Night. I've learned that you can hide a piece of broccoli for long in a plant pot. <laughs> I've learned that life sometimes gives you a second chance and sometimes it doesn't. I've learned that there are people who love you dearly but just don't know how to show it. I've learned that when I wave to people in the country they stop what they're doing and wave back. I've learned that you can tell a lot about someone by the way they handle these three things a rainy day, lost luggage and tangled Christmas tree lights. I've learned that silent company is often more healing than words of advice. I've learned they can make someone's day by sending them a card in the post. I've learned, this is mine actually, I've learned that singing at the top of the, my voice in the back can lift my spirits for hours. I've learned that I still have a lot to learn. I've learned that if you want to cheer yourself up, you can try cheering someone else up. I've learned that keeping a garden is worth a medicine cabinet full of pills. I've learned that whenever I decide something with kindness, I usually make the right decision. And that if I'm in doubt about a decision, it's usually better to do nothing. I've learned that every day we can reach out and touch someone. Most of us love that human touch, holding hands, a warm hug, hug or just a friendly pat on the back. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Anything come to mind immediately for people? I've learned how not to tangle Christmas lights. Oh, Harold has learned not to tangle Christmas lights and he will tell us later. We will run a workshop. Anybody else got one they want to shout out? Any learned? Sophie? I've learned that I have a better day of sometimes. Sophie has learned something that I have not. That she has a better day and a calmer day if she's on time. <laughs> any more for any more. Do write some of these down next door. I shall make a big collection for us all as a community. I've learned that I still have a lot to learn. Oh, Peggy has learned that she still has a lot to learn. Thank you, Peggy. <laughs> Heidi has definitely learned a lot of things from her cat. It's just lovely to be here this morning. And thank you, Sarah, for inviting me. Um, I feel at home here. Yeah, so that's, that's very lovely. Thank you. I'm going to tell a story called Merrow's Bride. And it's, um, it comes from Southeast Asia. So essentially it's a Buddhist story. And it lasts for maybe eight minutes. Uh, it's a very beautiful story and I hope that you enjoy it. I was struck when Sarah was speaking to us at the beginning of one particular line. She said, whatever state you're in, 
I didn't mean to do this, honest, but if you look at the front of today's order of the of service, it does imply that Chris and I, as worship leaders today, 
are in fact the wise ones delivering our own wise messages. But in truth, we're merely acting like postal delivery workers with a van full of parcels. Because we live at a time in human experience where we have access to the most wondrously rich and diverse sources of wisdom. Never before have ordinary people like us been so freely able to read and even listen to great teachers, experts on every topic under the sun, every source of inspiration. Now, as some of us know, when faced with a banquet table filled to overflowing with our favourite foods, there is the danger of indigestion. When we have so many sources of wisdom to choose from, well, we may end up stuffing ourselves so much that in truth we digest very little of it. You'll have heard the story, perhaps, of the, the wealthy Buddhist scholar who'd visited almost every teacher and now visited a renowned Zen master. And after he made the customary bows, he asked her to teach him Zen, but then he began to talk and talk about his extensive doctrinal background, rambled on and on about the many sutras he had studied. And the master listened patiently, began to make tea, and when it was ready, she poured the tea into the scholar's cup until it began to overflow and run all over the floor. The scholar saw what was happening and shouted, stop, stop, the cup's full, you can't get any more in. And the master stopped pouring and said, you're like this cup, you're full of ideas about the Buddha's way, you come and ask for teaching, but your cup is full. I can't put anything in before I can teach you. You'll have to empty your cup. A few years ago, we had a service here at Essex Church about the seventh century AD Northumbrian monk, the Venerable Bede. I like his name so much that I try to get it in as much as possible, the Venerable Bede. You can probably still find the text and the podcast of the service via our Kensington Unitarians website if you're seeking more inspiration. His monastery was a renowned centre of learning. It had probably the best library in the whole of the land at the time, a collection of 200 books. We've got an awful lot more than 200 books down in our library here. You're welcome to borrow them any time you want. And as I like, look around this room, I know there are quite a few of us here with embarrassingly large collections of books in our very home. We are surrounded by wisdom and we have to keep emptying ourselves like that Zen teacup to ensure that we're truly nourished by what we have. And of course, if our libraries don't contain what we seek, well, we can just click on the internet and find just what we're looking for. Though that has its issues too. I've been helped with today's thoughts by a lovely website called Fake Buddha Quotes. I can't believe it's not Buddha. <laughs> it's just packed with examples of Buddhist misquotes. And it's hardly surprising, is it, as the Buddha, like Jesus and the prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, they were teachers. Their teachings were spoken. Their words weren't written down in their lifetimes. And when they were written down, it was in a language other than our own, at a time very different from our own. So no wonder people, and even I, sometimes tweak the messages just a little bit to fit in with today's needs. I don't know if you've seen that photo of Abraham Lincoln that's doing the rounds of the internet at the moment with words he's alleged to have said in 1864. 
I can't do his accent. The, uh, the problem with internet quotes is that you can't always depend on their accuracy. Abraham Lincoln, 1864. <laughs> well, it may be true, but he didn't say it. And the, I got those words that I started the service with from the fake Buddha quotes website. Um, though it is actually connected with a traditional Buddhist sutra or teaching. So yes, sutra is often translated or text, as text or teaching, but it can also mean a thread in Sanskrit. And that image of threads in a tapestry is one that really works for me when trying to describe the world's wisdom traditions. We are fortunate to have access to all these threads. They connect us to the greatest teachers, known and unknown. Yet, the tapestry is also made of ordinary, everyday wisdom, the kind of wisdom that gets passed from parent to child, friend to friend, neighbour to neighbour, through the generations. As liberal religious explorers, we're probably not going to stay with just one teacher or stick to just one path. Although, if any of you would like to throw yourselves at my feet now, like they, <laughs> those young men did for Quan Yin in the story, okay, I have a fantasy. <laughs> but I wouldn't want you to stay down there forever, just for a moment. No, our sources of wisdom, they're going to be rich and they're going to be varied. And like any sensible explorers, well, I think we need to do a risk assessment of the journey. We risk possibility of indigestion, of just being too full to take anything truly in. We risk teetering bookshelves of inspirational books falling on our heads. Or we risk becoming internet or workshop or book butterflies flitting from one source to another, yet never really deepening our understanding by sticking with just one path, at least for a while. So yeah, there will be times for us when we need to follow one source of guidance. It's healthy for us to be lifelong learners and to sit at the feet of teachers we respect. And from time to time, we're going to have a deep inner sense of our own sources of wisdom. Messages from the wise one within, from our own knowing and understanding. And when we experience one of those moments, we'll be able to laugh and know that we'll never need to buy another book, nor quote another quote from a famous teacher. Because sometimes the messages we're seeking from the wise ones have really been within us all this time. We just have to look within. Amen. Dear old Socrates is said to have said that true wisdom comes to each of us when we realise how little we understand about life, about ourselves and about the world around us. So may we in the week ahead be joyously aware of how little we know. May we rejoice in accessing our inner founts of wisdom. And may we give thanks for the wisdom of the ages, all around us and in all those we meet. And may all that true wisdom be ours. Amen. Go well and blessed be.